Welcome to the Tipped and Stiffed Podcast, America in Freefall, Part 2, with your hosts, Kate Amarez and Jared Sturridge. We uh, took a little longer to come out with this episode because we are changing uh, when we're coming out with episodes. We're going to be doing every Tuesday instead of Tuesday and Friday, and we're going to reserve Friday for... Uh, guests Mm -hmm. and we will be having guests very soon we're very excited to be doing that but america and freefall part two we waited a little bit to have this because uh obviously something was brewing on capitol hill we had to talk about that i wanted to see how that played out uh get my thoughts and opinions gathered on that Mm -hmm. and uh, also uh this is post us watching what the uh, dea had to say about the uh, jacob blake case which no charges were filed against the officer and no charges were filed against Jacob Blake. This was pretty assumed. We knew this was going to happen. Uh, the interesting evidence about it was uh, the knife, that the knife was in his hand the entire time, that he did turn on the police with the knife and uh, they felt that it was uh, in self-defense. That that he, he, that I can't remember the officer's name, but the officer... Officer Shevsky. Officer Shevsky. Then uh, shot Jacob Blake seven times and they even wanted to let us know that he was shot only four times in the back so that's good um yeah they made they made it clear that uh (laughs) he wasn't shot in the back seven times he was shot in the back four times shot in the side three times yes very interesting yeah um like i said i i made the i made this comment even on the last one i said even if everything turned out to, to 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 actually be in favor of the officer nobody in this situation is going to step back and go, what do we do? There's obviously a lot of outrage over this. There must be something else going on in this country. What do we do to solve that problem in this city alone? And no one said that. No. Everyone went to business as usual. No one cared. Anyone who really didn't care about this in the first place went back to thinking that there is no racism in the United States. They went back to really not caring. Um, so whatever. It sucks. Welcome to America. I mean... You're 90% disappointed. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, it, I, I'm, like, I can only be so mad because it's just assumed. Which is, like, this is just the expectations of this country. And the people who, uh, also, the people who live in it. It's not just the people who are in office. It's the people who live in it. A lot of people in this country do not care. They really do not care. And but, when they, then they had something to take their mind off of it the very next day and focus at their anger or their feelings toward shit happening at the Capitol. Yeah. Immediately towards, towards the people who are the, who are the base of Trump's, uh, his fan, they're the base of his, like of his fan base, you know, like yes. the base of his support. Almost immediately after the, the, the case was announced, the events at Capitol Hill happened. Now I will say this. The people out there who are calling this some revolution or a coup or calling these people terrorists are giving a bad name to terrorists. <laughs> like, yeah, um, terrorists I think, normally don't take selfies while they're committing. Yeah, while they're sitting yeah, in a fucking in the room that they just police, broke into. Yeah, police don't take selfies with with terrorists, but they do, I guess, at Capitol Hill. Um, two officers have died. Sadly, you know, it was a riot. People die at riots. They were a uh, cop was bl- I beaten. I think died mm-hmm. later of his inju- injuries, and I think there was a similar case to the second officer who died. But people were like, "This was a coup attempt." Okay, coups involve the military and involve like taking over a massive strategic points and usually getting rid 
of the, you know, ensuing political party. All right. This, the military wasn't involved in any degree. You're giving a lot of credit to Donald Trump that he could get that much of the military on his side that they're going to throw a coup in the United States. Right. Which reminder, he actually had less votes. He actually lost about seven, eight percent of the military vote to Joe Biden of -hmm. this year. Uh, He had a lead of only like 52 percent. Uh, to mm-hmm. put it in perspective, I think uh, Hillary Clinton, he had like, uh, it was like 60-40. So he lost a lot of support of the military. Um, look, I'm not saying it was a good thing, but I don't. I just don't really care. I have to be honest. <laughs> I don't it, really, it didn't impress me. No, it, it really didn't impress, impress anybody. I don't care. And people are like, well, the police let them write in. I think that's weird. Don't get me wrong. I do think that's not good. They didn't... Uh, it was obviously planned that there was going to be a protest. If you look at Ilhan Omar's... If you look at Ilhan Omar's papers of impeachment, they were written on January 5th, and the Capitol Hill incident happened on January 6th. So they were obviously expecting uh, something to happen. But she also wrote those papers of impeachment because she had the... Uh, the uh, she said that she was arguing that the president used unlawful powers to try to overturn the Georgia election, which then it would make sense that it was written on January 5th. But I don't think it was anything particular. I feel like a lot of people were fooled. I feel a lot of people fell for the QAnon conspiracy, which is wrong, uh, created a lot of delusion in the United States. And that's what a lot of this is, is that these people believed in a lie. They were going in thinking that they were going to find kids in Nancy Pelosi's office. <laughs> this grand, a like, pedophile, them. Satanist, you know, some people are listening to this, don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah. Or like that there's people out there who believe that there's a pedophile sex cult going on uh, for against kids in the, the elite and politicians and celebrities. And uh, it's a conspiracy followed by another one called QAnon. That's what a lot of these pro-Trumpers believe in. Um, and that's what I think a, a lot, what's incited a lot of this is that they do believe that they're fighting against a globalist regime uh, of, of, you know, extremely evil proportions, um, which to some degree, they're right. They really well, are. To some degree, but, there's been evidence of it, but at yes. the same time, there hasn't been, uh, well, they the anger of those, of those rioters at Capitol Hill is fueled and gaslighted with like their Christianity, you or know, with like Trumpism with, like, and Republicans. Yeah, yeah, like that is a lot, a lot of that is based in in that kind of fundamentalist. It doesn't make much like even if they do believe what they're doing is good, what th- their truth lies in doesn't make it a, a lot of sense. Yeah, you know where they're coming from doesn't make a lot of sense. A lot of people were saying like this is you know two sides of the coin. I mean, it's just dumb. It, I, I I don't think they. This is the reason why I think it's dumb. Like people are saying racializing this incident. And I'll say why this is really stupid. Is because uh first of all, most of the time Trumpers at any event that they did did absolutely nothing. There's been mass gatherings of Trumpers all over this country and they've done close to nothing. The only group that has done anything violent is the Proud Boys. But mind you, it was it, at the time the Proud Boys were created by Gavin McGinnis, it was a as a joke, which then turned into not a joke. B um, was to fight off uh, Antifa, who were showing up at conservative speakers uh, at colleges to get the events canceled, and were harassing and, and beating reporters. And that's why where a lot of the Proud Boys came from. And that's mm-hmm. the only really 
a violent part of of the Trump movement is the proud if, if anything the Proud Boys. For the most part, the majority of Trumpers weren't doing anything. There was a lot of like, yeah, you could be upset about like the Biden thing in Texas when they were they pushed the the they all corralled across around the the tour bus and kicked them out of Texas. That's not good. But for the most part, when it comes to what we identify, mind you, I'm not saying what it actually is. I'm saying what we identify as this country as which groups are violent in which group, right? Antifa is seen as the violent group on the left and the Proud Boys is seen as the violent group on the right, including, uh, and then militias and then including, uh, you know, neo-Nazis, right? Mm-hmm. Which those groups are all separate. Right. Those, I mean, some of them have, some of them have, uh, what's the word crossover, but yeah, but like they don't, but they're not exactly the three percent together. Yeah. The three percent militia. I mean, there's a lot of libertarian militias that don't agree right. with Trump and they wouldn't exists. agree with a lot of the right, the right the fascist sort of exactly. Uh, um, process. But mind you, the, they would show with events and do nothing. My, the best one to point at is in Virginia when all the militia people and uh, the pro Trumpers showed up to fight off the banning of like uh, assault rifles there. They all showed mm-hmm. up with guns and nothing happened. They didn't do anything. They just stood around forever and did nothing. And yet they were armed to the teeth. Right. This isn't an intelligent group or a violent group. They're not, you know, it, it, they're not winning anybody over and they're not even helping themselves. They're not even helping their own group. And honestly, their expectations for nothing to happen on Capitol Hill uh, are pretty warranted that nothing was going to happen. How, albeit, does that mean that you should have no police presence? No, that was the bad. That was the fault of the police chief who told who not to have what there. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I don't think these people were revolutionaries or uh, uh, people. Some of them thought they were. But this wasn't a coup attempt. These people were just idiots. This is what happens when you've been, you know, fed a lot of, I mean, people's heads have melted over the QAnon conspiracy over Trumpism. People's heads have literally melted. And this is a great example of how mm-hmm. their heads have melted. They yeah. took over Capitol Hill. I have to be honest with you. I didn't really care when I saw some of our lawmakers cowering fear. <laughs> it was kind of a turn on. I, I have to be honest. I, I had the same feeling the, the next day. When <laughs> I heard somebody, I heard somebody on the, on the news, some, some Congresswoman, Talking about her experience during the, the, the encroaching of Cap- on Capitol Hill, she ex- explained it as if she was, uh, inside Columbine, <laughs> as if she <laughs> was in a classroom and she heard shots across the school. Yeah, and then she heard an announcement well, of loudspeakers. Th- I mean, to, to be fair, technically she did hear shots. She did hear shots, and the wo- a woman was killed, but they were but I, they I'm, didn't I'm kill anyone. She she it, it was very romanticized the fear that these pieces of shit felt. While I they don't were, care. You know, I don't care office. about senators or representatives no. getting, I don't because as much as you might be like a gasp like that, please remember that these are the same people who passed zero laws uh, during the past eight months of anything that had to do with black during lives a global matter. pandemic. Uh, they've yeah. taken copious amounts of breaks. Yeah, These people hate you mind you like, you're mad that care. Trumpers did it, but these people hate you. They yeah. don't care about you. Like, stop being mad that someone beat you to the punch and, mm-hmm. you know, put fear into the eyes of the people who hate you. Reminder, hate you. They don't do anything good for you. And that's a great point. 
uh, the anything that had to do with BLM and the pandemic, these people have done nothing for you. They have done nothing. They've given you minor, minor handouts. Those who are lucky who have gotten unemployment, uh, that's it. Uh, they have played only a huge part in making their uh, their pockets bigger via the stock market and have only made a huge wealth transfer in this country larger. These people are crooks. They shouldn't be respected. Um, obviously, I can't say anything about, you know, violence, but it doesn't, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. give it up. A lot of you, a lot of people were like, this is good. This is, you know, like when all the riots were happening with, with the Black Lives Matter stuff, a lot of people were like pro all the violence. And it's like, a lot of times those protests weren't even going to the right places, mm-hmm. right? They weren't going to lawmakers' house. Some of them were. Some people went to like uh, mayors' Through certain houses, yeah, things, right. And that's good. But like mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, like the Jacob Blake incident, when like Kenosha burned down, it's like you people should have stayed at city hall, at the courthouses, at mm-hmm. state buildings. Why are we burning down the city? All right, the Trumpers believed in what they were fighting for and went to the. And went to the Capitol, the place that you should go if you're going to do something. This is dumb. What are we arguing about? Why are you playing? Why are you letting? Why are you letting the media dictate what your side is going to be and then falling for it? Why are you forgetting so quickly that these people do not give a shit about you and they have proven it in a year, in a year only a year they do not care about you whether they are left or right they do not care people you need like people need to wake up to this they need mm-hmm. to understand that well it's hard it's hard for people to accept that they've been manipulated you think about like a like a relationship one on one with somebody it's hard to like accept that you were a victim in some ways like that you were that that you are you know that you fell for it but that you have the that you have the ability and you you need to you know realize that mm-hmm. it's hard for people to believe that especially especially when the people who manipulated them you know keep trying to earn their trust back they're being gaslit they're everyone's they're, being they're, gaslit they're being gaslit by the media the, who wants to be their friend who or wants them to believe that they're that they're yes. trying to be their friend they're trying to give them a better quality of life through uh information through uh a, a, de- a intelligent conversation about the real you know the the real happenings of every day about a real conversation about America yes. but these people are not but they don't the people in the media don't really realize that the real conversations and the real exchange of ideas uh they happen online they they're happen they happen one on one they're not having on the news P- people our age don't fucking give a shit about Rachel Maddow no and why should they she's given them like Nothing. What has she? What has she put into someone who's nineteen? What has she put into their life in front of them? What has she fed to them that has made them want to come back? That has made them like that has resonated with something that they've seen in their daily lives that they saw in their in like a diverse middle school or in a low mm-hmm. income household or in a low income friend group, like or in a shitty classroom. Nothing. No, none, none of none, none of thing, nothing that she stands for has anything to do with the current. What's actually going generation. on? What's really yeah? They yeah. have nothing to do. With, they no. are. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. This big fight against Donald Trump has been all smoke and mirrors to not talk about the real problems plaguing this country. To not actually mm-hmm. have any real solutions. Yeah. It's what and it's like. Again, it's hard. You have to get to a point where maybe some of the people you look up to in politics are fucking snakes, and it's hard to admit that because it's hard to think that the entire U.S. government might not be 
not the entire U.S. government. We're talking about where the elite can stand. Obviously, we're not talking about the post office or mm. firefighters. Right. We're talking about the criminal class. We're talking about the criminal class. We're talking about the criminals in Congress and even the Supreme Court, really, in the presidency, and you know, in all three branches. That's what we're talking about. And the people who get chosen by those criminals to run departments of this country at the DOD, at the EPA, at the Department of Agriculture. There's mm. a lot of evidence uh, at fucking uh, the FDA. There's a lot of evidence of criminal activity going on in all of those departments and every intelligence community and every intelligence agency in this country. There is criminal activity happening that gets signed off by the people who represent us. And that's hard to just when you really listen to like even but the problem is, is that even on Twitter some of these people are just delusion they really believe that this is a mm-hmm. this is a left versus right country like no this I'm not, is I'm a, not this saying is... the conversations on social media are any better than the ones we see yes. you see on no, MSNBC or Fox they're they're just more they they come from a more sometimes they come from a more uh firsthand personal account exactly uh ex- the exception is when you see you know you see those tweets that that the rhetoric is perfect in these tweets and they have like hundreds of thousands of retweets and likes and they get spread around in like and if every day there's a new one most of these accounts are not real yes most of these most of these tweets are not original they're coming from i don't know some sort of funneled source i don't know what well, you just said i i read on uh, reddit the other day that someone had made a bot account to reply to donald trump as snarky as possible every time he tweeted and he gained over like a hundred thousand followers and he started selling merchandise and was making money off of it. And now that Donald Trump got banned, the the bot doesn't work anymore. It's real. Like empty internet wow. theory is real. There's a lot yeah. of people who don't exist. Like every, I want you to look up. If you ever, if you're at a, like, cause some of these people are crazy. These blue checkmark people. Hmm. Um, look at Donald Trump's tweet and uh, tweets, click on them and look for Eugene Goo MD. He is on every single Trump tweet. He is a surgeon. I don't know where, but he has uh, uh, quite a bit of followers. And all he does is just rage against Republicans all day, Hmm. all day. And it's like these, even though this man might be in a place of importance in our society, he is delusioned and has gone nuts. His brain has melted. He's a, he's a few steps away from taking over the Capitol. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what we're pretending here. The entire country wanted to take over the Capitol like a few months ago, and now they still want to, and they did. And now everybody, now we just know that everybody does. Now we just now we know, know that, that left a... and right wants uh not, wants that gone. But they want the it flat. Call of these people that go to go. How dare they take yeah. over the Capitol? Be like, shut up. Yeah. Because they did it for them, and you and yeah, they they're upset because of the police presence. Don't get me wrong, I know, I know, but like I said, the only evidence I have is just the past evidence of of the Trumpers not really doing anything. They've been very lame, and even when they were in the Capitol, they were lame. There's the videos of them getting through the doors and following the fucking red cord. You know yeah. what I mean? They're following in line these people are not they're walking in like they're on a like they're on a field trip they took pictures of nancy pelosi's office that i guess someone like took a shit in the bathroom like spread it that's cool i guess but that who gives a fuck but i'm saying for like violence like i really i gotta be honest with you if they got into where the in the in the senate chamber or no the representative chamber i don't think anything would have happened 
You think wait, where people were? Where yeah, people were I really you think nothing, nothing would have happened. happened. Really, in reality, maybe don't. Get, I'll put it on the table, but I'm gonna say like seventy-five, twenty-five, seventy-five yeah. percent chance. I'm gonna put more money than nothing would have happened because they would have been evacuated immediately. They had the Secret Service in the door, and the Secret Service shot a woman. I mean, that was the gunshots that were heard. Is that a police officer killed a woman? Mm-hmm. Like, so it wasn't even the, the rioters. No, it wasn't anybody. the rioters. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of video. There is videos there of out guns. there of people. Put, I mean, I watched one video of this cop just being crushed against this door. Mm. I mean, cru- because that's what happens when people stampede. They mm. just rush. And this guy was literally just like screaming. So he's like pinned. The doors won't open. And he's like stuck. And he's just being pushed. And he's just he's screaming. I mean, that was terrifying. I mean, that's not good. But I'm just saying... In in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that impressive. And no, so, and it was like when when like one of your friends starts talking about like this, like there's this girl that he really he's really trying to get with or something, and like he's you can tell he's like foaming at the mouth to get with somebody, and you can tell he's feeling a little more confident about it because he I don't know maybe something happened where he feels more confident about it, and then he gets to the date and he gets you know home with with her or whatever, and he just can't get it up. He, or he, re- or he, re- or like, he, or he realizes like he's gay. He realizes he doesn't really like her. He doesn't like women. He's e- he, This is the ED. This of, is the erectile this is the dysfunction of riots. Yeah, this is the erectile dysfunction of the past thirty years of riots. I, wor- things are too crazy right now. I'm, I'm genuinely worried because I think that this might spark events that might legitimately be very bad. Meaning that I really do believe that anti-establishment rhetoric, anti-globalist rhetoric, is going to be uh, uh, seen as dangerous. Which it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. We should allow this country to be as open as a forum as possible. We really should. You should Mm -hmm. let everyone sit at the table and let some people talk because if you listen to them, you'll be like, you are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You are ridiculous. In this country, we cannot let these mega corporations control the media that we get to see. It's ridiculous. People are cheering that on. And they don't understand. Just because they seem to be getting getting rid of people that disagree well, with like their ideology. What they don't understand, what a lot of these people who are like more progressive don't understand is that in this clean sweep of getting rid of Trumpers, they're also getting rid of people who are anti-establishment. They're getting rid of leftists yeah. as well. They a don't possible un- ally in yeah. some like a slight ideology. Exactly. Ally. They don't understand that they they're funneling in everybody. It's yeah. not just the Trumpers. There is proactive censorship across the entire spectrum of anti-establishment rhetoric. Right-wing Right-wing, alt-right rhetoric is seen as very dangerous, not because they're racist, but because they don't like free market capitalism. It's something that we can see that leftists, hard, real leftists, and uh, authoritarian right, right? They do not like a free market. They don't like, not saying that we live in a free market, but they they hold a disdain against the rules that perpetrate the people that they don't like who are in power. So mm-hmm. they are anti the establishment, you know, in a very generic term. So they need to be put down because they put not the rate, not like people who not like minority groups at risk, not people of color. They put people's money at risk. That's why that's why they're being put That's down. why they're being silenced. Yeah. It's not it's not for humanitarian reasons, no. you silly goose. It's for selfish reasons. Wake up. It's really what it is. They're silencing people who like uh uh there was a country in South America that won their election and they were legitimately socialist and the 
papers that were coming out about it, if you posted them on Twitter, were getting banned. And then the people who were posting them were getting shadow banned. That is anti-establishment rhetoric that is coming after leftists. And that is happening proactively across the spectrum. It is not just right-wingers. It is everybody. And if your group's not being targeted, it's probably because you've been manipulated enough to think that you're a good guy. And maybe you have your heart in a good place. I believe that people do. I'm sure a lot of people really do, but you need to figure out who is leading the charge on some of your movements and go, huh, this person might not have the world in their heart. Mm -hmm. This person's motive might not be for everybody. Who's the CEO of Twitter? What's his Jack Dorsey, Jack Dorsey, Jack Dorsey does not have the world in his heart. No. Mark Zuckerberg does not have the world of his heart. No. Elon the Musk, CEO of YouTube does not have. Yeah, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, all of them. No, they, they do not. They have. Jeff they Bezos. just want more money. They want more control. They want more because influence. It, they want more. It's, yes, love it's very and attention. Evident. They get to a point where you get so much money that you could go, okay, I can make the world what I want it to be. Yeah, I, a lot of people don't understand that, but. I don't know, people. Just keep being pissed on Twitter and see where that gets you. I'm sure, you know, don't buy a gun anytime soon. If I could give you any advice, you should just let <coughs> the wave hit. <laughs> Fucking idiot. I don't know what to tell you. The people who listen to this podcast are like, wow, this is really interesting. Or some of them are like, this seems kind of dangerous. <laughs> this might not be for me. And it might not. You might want to put your head back in the sand, and I respect you for it. But if you open your mouth, don't be surprised when I slap it. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I'm right about everything. When you open your mouth. Don't be surprised if uh, Jack Dorsey puts his dick down your throat. <laughs> Jesus. Or Popeyes. Fucking anybody. Any company that's giving uh, lip service to any movement. Just be ready. I'm just saying. Just be. It's just like if you're if you. I don't know what to tell you, people. It's a shitty world out there. Have a cigar. I don't know what to tell you. Watch Cobra Kai. Watch Cobra Kai. Yeah, just let, just let the vibe, just let the vibrations in the back, just let it in. Let's let's make some white noise. Keep doing that. I'll do a. That's your life. When you walk around, when someone talks to you, and it's just like. That's all you hear. And if you want that to be your life, by all means, go into the abyss. <laughs> go into the light. Go into the light. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, people. I'm not a genius. I don't have any power in this country. No. I have no money. I'm a college dropout. I'm, I'm halfway to being a degenerate. I mean, let's talk about something good. Um, you know, you know. Obviously, the past the time we play a lot of music. We like playing music. You know, yeah. getting in line for some new stuff, having a lot of fun. I love. I love. There's just something about watching, watching. You know, the flames on Capitol Hill, and then sitting down with my guitar, and I just yeah, everything really comes together after mm-hmm. that. Really comes together, and, and and, I mean, the guitar for me has been just such a, is my escapism, but it's a it's a very disciplined escapism and I like it right. a lot. I really try hard to be good at it. Writing music, writing an album, playing with bandmates. I mean, it's a 
wonderful, wonderful experience. But mm. you know, I, I, I don't I don't know. There's I, I hope you know, if anything, if one thing through all this, I hope people can find the thing that they can do. You, like if you don't have a hobby, if your hobby is sitting on your phone, um, get a new one. Yeah, because that's I, a lot of people. People need to find a hobby that's going to connect them back to themselves. And too many hobbies are about disconnecting from your own thoughts, from your own emotions that are troubling you. I mean, from your parents, from your just everything that's troubling you. There's some people I look at, and it's like, what'd you do today? They're like, ah, nothing. And if you were to watch them, they literally sat on their phone all day. Yeah. Stop doing that. Stop. Just try something different. Just you know, maybe try something new. Find something you like. You know, I, I it's so important to be proactive and trying to do something you like, because it really, it just it opens the door to your soul a little more. I mean, that's the way. The only way I could really describe it. It makes you. It 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 puts on some armor on you. It gives you some armor, and what I mean by that is that it lets you kind of roll with the punches a little more because you have something to look forward to. You have something that you're trying to get better at and you need, it's super important for you to pursue it because a, it's good for you and B, maybe you can turn it into something bigger and C, Mm. what if you found someone really important that could be potentially very important in your life who shares that same admiration. And it's like, that could be a very beautiful thing. Stop finding people who just like to sit on their phone. Yeah, uh, actually, an example of what you're saying of what you're saying I heard today and I read today in a quote by this uh, director. Uh, he was trying trying to talk about the idea of like what it being like meditative and like transcending your you know your usual egotistical self. And he said that like a good example was like when you're in love and then you're driving and somebody cuts you off in traffic, you don't get mad because it doesn't matter. I'm in love. It doesn't matter. It's like that. Like, doesn't matter. I have, I got something to do. You mm-hmm. know, like I have something that I'm, dri- that I'm driven for. Mm-hmm. This, this guy cutting me off, like, doesn't get mad. And then it begs the question: Why do you get mad in the first place? You know, what is it? Are you feeling like that? That can, like, can you connect to something in yourself? Like, you can connect to your an anger that you can, that you can really hold as your own when somebody cuts you, somebody cuts you off in traffic, and is that because you don't have something that you can connect to? Otherwise, something real that you connect can connect to you, not just like that anger or that that feeling that's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Is there something that's like within you, behind you, that you can really connect to? Yeah, I really because I when I when you said about playing uh, guitar, what that's like for you, I for me like playing piano is kind of like an escapism, but it's evolved for me over like the last really over the last year, year and a half. Uh, still, like, I live at home with my family, and I think it this this really funny like kind of uh, contradiction in my head come like happens right when I go to play piano, uh, which is sometimes after like a a really heated argument that I get in say with like my stepdad or with my mom or something, where I'll get I'll get really worked up and really twisted up, and then I just kind of let it all out on the piano. And it's usually not something that I know already. It's usually like just playing and it just comes in. It just, like whatever I was feeling mm-hmm. just kind of comes out and like you can see it and you can hear it. Literally, you can hear what I was feeling. Uh, and I wonder if my mom or Andy, my, fuck, my stepdad from upstairs can can hear me doing that. And they if they connect the dots between like, oh, like he's not just like his words aren't just in what I should interpret about his feelings. Like there's 
Like that's where he's where, what I'm hearing him play right now. That's where he's coming from. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing like when when we came up with our first album, my dad listened to it. And I felt like my mm-hmm. dad connected with some of my emotions more because he had listened to it. Mm. Because it's almost like he heard things that I couldn't say or hadn't said. Yeah. It's really yeah. weird. That's a what an experience to make music and have your parents listen to yeah. it. Very strange. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so surreal. It's it's like because it's such a rare thing that not everyone is doing or can do. Mm-hmm. And but when you can do it, it's wonderful. I love it. I I, I sometimes I'm like, oh, I can't wait for my family to sit down and listen to something I made. <laughs> I mean, it feels great. Right. Yeah, there was actually this guy, uh, this musician that I know. His name is Rich. Uh, he said something that I don't. I know I don't really associate with this person anymore. But he said st- he said something once in a in an interview when I interviewed him for that Venus Rising magazine. Me and Kiona did. One of the quotes he said was, "I'm kind of paraphrasing." Was I played? I felt a responsibility to play music because no one because I could and no one else around me or everyone else around me couldn't hmm. like, and I, and I thought that was like, Oh, he just, he wanted, I first read that as like, Oh, he wanted to, uh, uh, just be the person in his family who, uh, could do something with that kind of talent. Like who would maybe bring a name to his family. That's how I maybe thought he meant it. But it, I think it's probably more about, uh, trying to bring the appreciation for, emotion and expression to his family yeah or to the people around him because not everybody can play music but a lot of people who can't play music can really appreciate music yes you don't have to be a musician to understand why something feels this way when you hear it absolutely instrument i think it's kind of like that where some people just never figure out so some people they don't play an instrument they like music but they don't they don't necessarily connect to it on a deep level but when they hear somebody do it a certain way, it really clicks for them. And it'd be interesting when if you have a kid who makes music that really clicks with you or really like you hear it and you're like, oh, there's something there. You finally see it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's your kid. And maybe then you can start seeing it in other music. Maybe like, I don't know, I'm just I'm just feeling a lot of different things about that quote and just how it makes me feel about my own relationship to music and how that relationship that I have with music affects my relationships with people, how they're so intertwined. Yeah. That's, well, it's very deep. Well, it's, it's, it's a surreal. Like I said, it's very, it um, and it takes you so far. I mean, it takes you to so, yeah. so many different places. And I, I, I mean, I love music so much. I, it's so human. It's so, so strange. It's such a strange beast. Yeah. And when you learn it, it's like learning this whole new language and you like unlock things as you as you <laughs> go along. It's so yeah. alien. It, it it's it feels so right, but it feels so different at the same time. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like when you get into like a groove when everyone's moving and jamming, you're just like you're transported to it somewhere else and you feel like you bring people along on some sort of ride. And it feels weird to be kind of the conductor of that possibility it feels weird to be the one who's leading the charge of making that happen and then when someone when your blood relatives are being taken on that with you people who you have very deep history with it's even stranger Mm -hmm. it's even stranger it's even 
it's a magical experience. I mean, it really mm. is. There's nothing beside beside it. It's it's a magical experience, and everyone really needs to try to find something like that to some degree. I th- I think people can though, and because I have like a connection that like, I mean, playing being that the like the one leading that charge like say at a concert you're the you're the you're the musician and all these people came to get on that ride with you it's almost it's almost like the reason it probably feels so humbling and you we hear a lot of artists that we like say they're so grateful for mm-hmm. people to come and do that with them it's not because they're like oh you gave me power or you gave me attention sometimes it is but in actuality <clears throat> it's pretty much the same thing as when you ask when you're a kid and and some kids that you wanted to play with finally come and play with you or they come and ask you to play with them or they include you. It's almost like you're, you, you feel humbled because somebody let you in mm-hmm. and they were more than willing to let you in. That's because they bought a fucking ticket and now they're listening. Mm-hmm. They're literally doing the thing that is letting somebody in, which is listening. And like you said, well, even like when a blood relative, especially when a blood relative does it, you're like, oh, you're listening. Finally, you're listening to me if you haven't been listened to by them. Do you know what happens when... when when someone doesn't have something like music in their life, hmm. they charge the capital. They charge the capital. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Woo! They charge the capital. Yeah, I didn't hear any music playing as they were charging. Must have nope. been a pretty boring riot. It's people. I mean, th- what we're talking about for some people in this country is that. What, what, what we talk about, what music is for us, for some people, is politics. Or just being on this team. It's so enriching to some people. And it's so weird. It's so weird. It is so yeah. weird. I don't get it. I don't relate. But there's some people who are really empowered by it. And it's it's kind of odd. But what we're talking about right now is what we need in this country. We need more of this shrouding, this hug. We need more <laughs> understanding. And we need people to chill the fuck out so we don't charge Capitol Hill and we don't burn down half the town. And we don't have fucking people taking guns in the middle of Kenosha and shooting people to avoid that. Mm -hmm. This is a problem. I mean, really, one of the biggest problems in this country is the fucking spirit that is dead. Mm -hmm. The the stolen. In reality, like people talk about like when people talk about like Marxism and stuff. Or I, I might be butchering this, but. Just some of the leftists I talk about really talk about like having this whole world exist that that's secular and you know borders and we can all live as one and we try to you know people figure it out. Mm. But my biggest problem with that really is the spirit that's missing from that. I do not believe you can do that with secular thought, with mm-hmm. really or atheist thought. I should no, say specifically, all. I don't believe it because there is there's something about all right. Let's do this for the people who are listening. And this might be lame, but I want you to try and do it with me. And I learned this from, from something else. And you know what this is, Jared, and you'll appreciate this. But just to show what I mean, if you're listening to this, take your hand. <laughs> take your hand and put it out in front of you and look at your pointer finger. Turn over your hand and look at the nail on your pointer finger. Now turn it back. And try to feel what's in between your nail and the other side of the finger. Try to feel what's underneath your skin on your pointer finger. And if you could feel it, if you can sense it in some way, take that energy 
and spread it out to your hand. And now you can feel it in your hand. Take it to your arm. Take it to your shoulder. And just let it grow and follow it. And let it spread throughout your entire body. It's the most surreal thing when you do it. If you really take the time, you really feel it. Let it go from one hand to the other hand. Let it travel down to your feet, down your leg, up your back, to your neck, and to your head. That is called being present. And there's an energy there. And there's an energy there that exists in everybody. And that's where my spirituality comes from because I believe that's real. And I believe there's something empowering and there's something beautiful in that. And we need more we need more people to be here now. Be in the present. We need more people to we need this craziness to go away. We need people to see one another as the same and try to reason with each other and understand our problems. But the, pro the, the, the problem not with America, but with civilization is that the material world is very brutal. The material world will fight as hard as, hard as it can to make sure that that spiritual awakening in this world never happens. The material world will fight tooth and nail to make sure that we all stay down on the basis of wants Shiny things, new cars, new houses. They, those things convince you that you need them more than they're used by you. Yes. There's there's something we're missing. You know, the freedom of our, of our souls in some way. The freedom of our spirits. It's missing from this country. And when it misses enough, it gets hijacked. And it gets delusioned. And you know what you know what happens when it gets hijacked? You charge the capital. <laughs> <laughs> you charge the capital. <laughs> charge. That's what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. You charge the capital. Or you overdose on heroin. <laughs> that both that both are the same qualifiers. Yeah, both came from the same place. <sighs> My God, you know what we have besides music? TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Tipped and stiff TikTok. We're TikToking on everybody. We're gonna start posting reels of our TikToks on Tipped mm -hmm. and Stiff because we're comedians. I'm a comedian. Believe it. Fucking Naruto. Believe it. I'm a comedian. We're not comedians, but I'm a comedian. I'm an you artist. Get you get it. Basically, what we're trying to say is that we're we're famous podcasters, influencers, comedians, artists, revolutionary musicians, revolutionary uh, musicians. Um, we're doing everything craftsmen. you can't. And then after yeah. all this, we're going to become investment moguls and, and take. We're going to be so rich that we're going to we're going to lose sight of everything we've ever loved. And yes. This Our entire relationships podcast. will fall in on themselves. All these worlds, all these words will be empty and nonsense by the time that we're billionaires. Because yeah. I will set on the course of doing exactly what every billionaire is doing right now. Yeah, I've said this um, over and over time in real life that I am a hypocrite and I will sell out immediately. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, and I've <laughs> I've been I've been wanting to tell you that 
uh, I'm going to get so wealthy to the point where I'll be like 75 and forget that I hadn't called my mom in 25 years to find out she'll actually have been dead 15 years. <laughs> that's enough. So those are just my... That's enough. That's just my, you know... Stop it. That's my pathway to People success. don't want to hear about your dead mom. I mean, they don't have to yet. Just like... <laughs> Follow us on TikTok. Don't follow us on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok so we can be billionaires. Follow follow Sugar Salt, Sugar Salt on TikTok. That's my own personal TikTok. Yeah. This man's an animal. Kay, just give me a look because... You're a degenerate and you're scum. And we can charge the capital together when we're billionaires. We're going to charge... Yeah, we're going to lose sight of all the things that we're going to... Well, that, that's, that's, the what would, that's what would happen. That's what would happen if I mean. That, Charge the capital. What other artist? What artist could you name that that happened to? Ariel Pink. Ariel, <laughs> Ariel Pink just got canceled for Rip. being at the Trump rally at Sheesh. the Capitol. Yeesh. Yeesh. It was a Trump rally technically. Um. But. What artist? What other artist? Yeah. Um. Green Day. Green Day's new music sucks. Yeah. All he does is make bitch a lot about of hate politics. I don't give a shit. I, mean, you might I don't think anyone gi- No one gives a shit anymore. Billy Eilish? Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Eilish. Machine Gun Kelly? Machine Gun, they in my body apart. That's a good song. Uh, people, we're going to actually do an ad. We're actually going to do an ad on this episode. Oh, we are. We're going to do an ad episode uh, on this episode because we go through Anchor, which is a podcast publishing website that lets us, you know, get on all the big boy websites, all the big girl websites, all the big, big, whoever websites. We're going deep. We're selling out immediately. Um, Do we have any non-binary listeners? I really, I saw that. It just says, no, we have zero. We have no, sorry, I'm looking at our stats right now. We have zero non-binary listeners. We have... 4% of our audience is 60 over 60 years old. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. We have zero, we have 3% not specified. Hello, I imagine that's just people. We're almost 50. Well, hmm, we're not 50-50 on. Majority of our audience is male. Hello, boys. Hey. Hello, boys. Hey, sailor. And whoever is uh the females out there. Hello, ladies. So, welcome to the program. Yeah. Welcome to the program. Um, but yeah, we'll be doing an ad, which will be starting right now. Welcome. We don't have that much time left uh, in this podcast. We just want to let you know that we are planning on having guests. Well, should we? could we talk about our first We're, guest? Let's talk about our first guest on yeah. the podcast will be the famous, the ultra rich. Yet up and coming. The up and coming. Young Davy. Young Davy. AKA Ethan Todd Davies. Ethan Todd Davies. Kenosha rapper. Kenosha rapper. And a good friend of ours. Yeah. Much love to him. Uh, we'll be having him on fairly soon, um, probably in the next two weeks. But look out for that. That will be on a f- posted on a Friday. But we're very excited. That's how we really want to start doing this. Tuesday is just going to be me and Jared. And fr- if we do have a Friday podcast, it's going to be with a guest. We have some other guests in mind that we're not telling you yet. You fucking dogs. 
selfish. They're selfish. They're selfish. They want everything from us. We give them so little, but they want so much more. Um, it's coming soon, and uh, we uh, hope you enjoy. We'll see you next week. Yep. Goodbye. Bye-bye.